Chaplin. <laughs> Welcome to the market. Hi. Go ahead and park it. Hope that you are starving. Debbie Roots Deep got me thinking it's a parsnip. Every week I get knowledge to go. A year before everyone, how did they know? Figuring how they go college to pros. I pop it on listen and now I'm the pro. I'm still trying to grow. And they do the same. Hundreds of teams, too many to name. And yet they are filtering everything. Only the best, Shane Hallaman Kane. Marketplace, marketplace. Debbie is everything, marketplace. Finding the talent is art, I'd say. I leave it to them while I carve my name. Market Marketplace, marketplace, Debbie is everything marketplace. Finding the talent is art, I'd say. I leave it to them while I carve my name. Hey, welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Debbie Marketplace Podcast. No Shane today, but it's Kane and Ellie back with you today. Um, something happened over at uh, Shane's neck of the woods. Um, so big congrats to Shane, congrats to his wife. Um, they just had the birth of their first child. Uh, so congratulations. Hope everything is going well there. Uh, big shout out to them. Um, Uncle Kane, Uncle Nelly, we're here. Uh, we're doing the podcast like warriors. We are podcast warriors, Nelly. We absolutely are. Uh, I'm the fun uncle. You're kind of the uncle that is like thinks they're the fun uncle, but all the kids kind of talk about them behind behind their back. Um, so we make a good it's duo. Like when they hit the certain. Yeah, at that certain age, and it's like he drinks a lot. You know, it's like <laughs> that moment. Um, so, Nelly, I'm going to give you uh, real quick. You get one bread, one meat, one cheese, one topping. Make your perfect sandwich. It's right off the rip. Oh, one bread, one cheese, one meat, one topping. Yep, perfect. Sandwich. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I think I'll start with the meat. I will go turkey. Turkey is my meat of choice. And if we're talking pure cold cuts, I mean, we could expand this to like get fancy, but I, let's, I'm not. Let's thinking keep it that. in the cold cut realm. Cold cut realm. Yeah. Uh, okay. Cheese wise. Um, I'm between cheddar and provolone. Um, Interesting. Because I'm going turkey here, I think I'm going to go with cheddar, which has a little bit more flavor. Sure. Um, bread. Mm. <laughs> Give me just like a good like hoagie roll. Just plain. That's what I'm going. And then what, am I missing a topping? Yeah. Jeez. I mean... Are we assuming that lettuce and tomato are on it? No, you only get one topping. So if you want, uh, if you want the lettuce, if you want the mayo, if you want the mustard, you got to have to pick one individual one. (sighs) You want to go two? I'll give you two. Yeah, give me two. Okay, what do you got? Lettuce and uh, Italian dressing. Okay, because that's. It gives a little bit of texture, gives a little bit of uh, thickness to the sandwich, and the Italian dressing with the lettuce combined is like such a good combo. So I'm going to go a little off the beaten path here with a few things. I Give me just the old standard white bread for this sandwich. Um, and we're going to slap some mayo down on this bad boy. 
uh, mayo both sides. On the bottom, we're going to hit it with some ham, preferably honey ham. It's my favorite. Uh, and we're going to throw some Swiss down on that bad boy. Mm. I'm a big ham and Swiss guy. Big ham and Swiss. Mm. Uh, so for my topping, my other topping, I could definitely see going uh, uh, lettuce here. But, you know, I was raised pretty poor. One topping that we always had, unfortunately, <laughs> it sounds terrible, uh, was was some sort of chip. Right. So if you throw like some Doritos, some Doritos Cool Ranch, some some just, you know, uh, just a Lay's potato chip on there gives you that crunch, gives you a real nice crunch, gives you some added flavor. That makes a real mean sandwich. Uh, and it fills you up a little bit more because you have that like extra starch in there. Mm, Delicious. Yeah, that's a bit of a cheat code. I mean that's that's a great answer because you get the texture, you get the flavors of whatever chip you pick. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Believe Give it a recap to your sandwich. Yeah. So it's it's a ham and Swiss on white bread uh, with potato chips and mayo. Mm. Can I propose uh, potato bread? I'm a sucker for potato bread. If I'm getting like a a loaf of like sliced bread, I get potato bread. I'm usually a cottage bread man, believe it or not, Um, because it just has wider pieces. Like the pieces are just wider, which I think is better for a sandwich. Uh, That sounds enough with cottage breads. So I need to familiarize myself. Yeah, I think they do a real great job at the store. You can find just a regular loaf of that really anywhere, I would assume. I do. I'm a cottage hearth, cottage bread man. That's kind of the one that my <laughs> wife gra- gravitates to. Delicious bread. Uh, great for a sando. What you I, have I, your sandwich, sandwich here. Yeah, so on an Italian hoagie roll, I have turkey and cheddar cheese with lettuce and Italian dressing. What kind, what kind of turkey are you going? Are you going like mesquite smoked? Are you going honey smoked? Kind of what's the what's the thought process there? I like a little honey in there. Yeah. Because turkey has some okay flavor, but you definitely got to spice it up with something. Like there need, you need that other flavor to like bring out the meat. For sure. For sure. That's why it was because turkey's definitely my go-to, but I usually go turkey and bacon. Sure. And because that's like a, an elite combo together. Um, cause the bacon has a little bit stronger flavor, whereas Turkey is a little bit more muted. Um, and I think the salt brings out kind of the hardiness of the, of the meat too on the Turkey mm, just cause there's yeah. so much salt in that bacon, uh, Definitely. but we had to talk nonsense a little bit because Shane isn't here. Um, he's obviously enjoying time with, with Evie. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about players that we believe are going to finish much higher in their ADP this time next season than where they're starting right now. Um, normally, we're not super positive on this podcast. Uh, we definitely sometimes take a pessimistic approach. Um, so we are going to uh, to really be positive for once. We'll each hit at least two players. On, on guys that we think are just going to increase their value. Um, Nelly, you want to you wanna go first? 
Yeah, I mean, the low-hanging fruit here uh, and kind of the guy who stemmed this discussion is Devin Brown. Yeah. Um, now, I mean, this the, the value change could happen within the next week, right? Like if he wins the Ohio State quarterback job, we talked about it in the Discord a little bit. I think he goes to, to quarterback three in Debbie even before a snap is taken. Um, so there's just a massive ceiling here for him to rise. He's in this 25 quarterback class that has no one emerge as a stud yet. Jewel R is kind of the top guy there, but he's also yet to play like a meaningful snap, uh, has a wide range of outcomes. Devin Brown is toolsy. He's playing with the two best wide receivers in the country. Um, and uh, it's Ohio State offense. Like That's like probably the best job in the country or best – situation for a quarterback uh so there's like a lot to love and here's the thing let's say he doesn't win the quarterback job and he stays at this what like fifth sixth adp range he'll be the starter next offseason and then his value rises then right so like he is a very safe bet regardless he's been a safe bet all offseason we've actually talked about it earlier in this offseason He's been a good buy all offseason, but the the rise in value could be meteoric. Um, I'm going to take a deeper name first. Um, we don't typically do super deep names in Debbie, but um, so this is a five star freshman that I think definitely has the chance to to really just go crazy in ADP after the season, and that's Hakeem Williams, the wide receiver at Florida State. And now the reason why I say this is because you have two pretty good wide receivers of Florida State already. You have Johnny Wilson and Keon Coleman, who just transferred there from Michigan State. I think when you look at what's behind those two, like Akeem Williams gets very, very interesting as as potentially a third, fourth guy somewhere in there, right? Um, so if they don't get all their targets that we expect, these two top guys, and things kind of spread around a little bit, or or you end up having Florida State, which we are anticipating as being a, a top one, top two team in the ACC, where they're beating up opponents pretty handily, you're going to see Hakeem Williams early. Um, and that's definitely going to excite people, because he's very exciting as a player. There's a reason why he's a five-star player, super athletic. Um, his trait comp uh, for, for some people has been Julio Jones just as a pure, like, athletic freak. Uh, so I think that's that's where things get really, really exciting. I um, mean, you're going to see that, uh, you know, transferred to the field very early, I think. So um, he's a guy that I think is very low now, probably not drafted in your standard five-round startup in Debbie Best Ball, like in, in, in Debbie League or, or any of my Debbie Best Balls. Um, but he definitely has the shot to, to really skyrocket up and end up being next year being a top 30 pick in in Debbie startups. Yeah, those five-star freshmen are always a good bet to make. Um, I guess off the back of that, it's kind of a cop-out, but whoever wins the Alabama job at running back, um, whether that be – I think it's probably going to be Jace McClellan to start the year. But, like, if Justice Haynes wins that job, or even if um, Jam Miller wins that job, Jamorian Miller wins that job, if one of those two guys becomes the lead running back at Alabama with kind of their size profiles that they bring, their, their recruiting pedigree, those are guys who become first-round Debbie picks uh, next offseason. Um, now, they probably will rise anyway because 
even if Jace McClellan is the is the lead in the backfield this year, uh, he'll probably be gone because that's just what happens with Bama running backs. The lead back moves on to the NFL. Um, but like if one of these guys takes on a bigger role at a young age, and they're going to be run heavy this year, right? Like it's probably going to be shaky at the quarterback position for Alabama. Uh, I think you see a lot of running back contribute, which we've seen in the past. We saw, we saw when uh, when Josh Jacobs and Damian Harris and Najee Najee Harris were all there. They all had meaningful snaps. They all had meaningful contributions. They all moved on to the NFL. I'm not saying these guys are the same, uh, but I'm just saying all these guys can can see their values rise. It's not necessarily an either or. Um, there's going to be a lot of opportunity to go around. Um, and a guy like list, like my favorite of the group is justice Haynes. Cause if justice Haynes carves out a big role as a true freshman, like justice Haynes is in the conversation for like Debbie running back two, three, four next off season. Yeah, that's, that's very fair. Um, I don't always just want to keep saying the same names over and over again. Um, one guy for me, um, I know this is a 2024 guy, um, but I there I think there's a definite chance that he doesn't enter the draft this year, um, and we kind of see him in the senior season. And that's Roman Hemby, the running back at Maryland. I think you have a, a very solid running back. Uh, last year, 900, 980 rushing yards, 10 touchdowns. Like definitely put up some some really great statistics. I think the question, and including uh, 33 receptions, just sh- just shy of 300 receiving yards. Like, I think he's a very solid running back. I think maybe the 2024 class just ends up being a bit too stacked for him to kind of make a name for himself because we have some incredible running backs in the 24 class, especially at the top um, when we just had another good running back class last year. So I wonder if we're at this point where maybe the market's getting a bit too saturated at the running back position and maybe these lower guys like Roman Hemby uh, maybe don't enter uh, the NFL and we see him for his senior season. So that's my, my vote here um, because especially as he, he kind of struggled um, kind of later down the season, kind of that November, December stretch, he definitely struggled on, on being that main guy. Uh, I love Roman Hemby. I, I do. I think that offense is going to use him a little bit more. I mean, they lost multiple guys, multiple receivers to the NFL, their top three guys. So um, that'll be fun. Um, I am going to go receiver. I think someone we could see a very big rise from is Ted McMillan at Arizona. Uh, That 2025 wide receiver class is pretty undersized, right? All the guys at the top are like six foot or a little bit below uh, with Evan Stewart, uh, Luther Burden, Antonio Williams. Ted McMillan's like six, four. Uh, and he's a good athlete. He was a former five-star recruit. Arizona loses Dorian Singer, which means they lose a thousand plus yards of receiving production. Uh, that offense is fun. That offense is good. Jacob Cowing is a, is another fantastic wide receiver. Um, but both him and Ted McMillan are going to go for over a thousand this year. Ted McMillan, in his second year, with another year of development. Could really explode. Jaden Delora is a, is a good college quarterback. The Pac-12 is going to be high scoring. Ted McMillan could realistically go for like 1,200, 1,300 yards in his sophomore year. Uh, and that would rise him, 
I mean, like he's very, you, you can make a case for him as the wide receiver two in that class right now. Um, I think Evan Stewart is still my wide receiver one. But listen, you could even make the case that Ted McMillan could be the wide receiver one in that class right now. Like there's nothing decided in that class. There's still a lot of uncertainty. Um, he's my wide receiver four. So I'm not saying that he's there. I'm just saying the ceiling is high because he has this, uh, this size profile that no one else in the class provides. He has a fantastic situation this year. Uh, and the wide receiver landscape in Devi is pretty uncertain in part because we're still dealing with some of the uh, kind of the COVID blowback um, of, of guys getting extra eligibility, making it harder for young guys to break out. And so Tet was one of the very few guys that did that this past year. I mean, he put up what he put up 800 yards this past year playing alongside Dorian Singer and Jacob Cowling like that, that takes some serious talent and he is still pretty raw. So I think, I think the ceiling is very high for him. He's someone like it would not shock me. It would not shock me if, if Ted McMillan was the, the wide receiver one in Debbie next off season. I don't think it's likely, but there's an outcome that that happens. And I don't think it's incredibly un, unrealistic. So one of my players that I'm about to talk about, um, is why he's not going to be the wide receiver one in Debbie next year. I think, and, and I realize that this is a pretty low-hanging fruit of like, because they're both very, very good at football. But I'm going to pair these two together because they're back-to-back in my rankings here at 17 and 18. And I think next year, both of these guys are top five picks in Debbie. And that's Branson Robinson out of Georgia and Evan Stewart out of Texas A&M. I think they're both top five picks in Debbie drafts. Now, if you ask me who I think they're going to supplant, just looking at my rankings now, I don't know. Um, but I think they are both top five picks because I think they're both going to smash this year. Uh, they're both incredible athletes. They're both very good at the position on offenses that desperately need them to step up. Um. I think they're both going to do so, so well. And I think we're going to start to see a slight fade of the quarterbacks that haven't had a year, like that don't start their first year. I know we, we definitely talk about how Malachi Nelson and Arch Manning are probably, their value is going to hold, right? Um, but that doesn't mean that they're going to be top five Devy picks with the expectation that they just start right away and, and smash. Um, so I definitely think we we see guys like Branson Robinson, Evan, Evan Stewart kind of jump over them um, and well-warranted. Yeah, you kind of had me scrambling. I was going to go with Branson Robinson. I think uh, he's... Well, sorry for stealing two. <laughs> it's like... if And I think he will. If he takes over that backfield, everything I said about Justice yep. Haynes applies to him. Like, he could... like. I, uh, Nick Singleton is is really good. I think he could be higher than Quinchon Judkins than when when it's all said and done. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, I'm gonna kind of steal your strategy from before and take a 2024 guy who might not yep. declare this year. Sure. Um. I'm. Gonna, I've talked about this guy before. I'm gonna take J. Michael Sturdivant. Uh, picking up steam. I, I believe you're a fan. I saw that you drafted him in your CFF league. I did. Yep. Um. I, I think the NFL is gonna love him. Right, he's got like uh, a kind of a typical like six one size profile. I don't remember his exact size off the top of my head, but he's one of those he's one of those kind of like uh, typical uh, archetype size wise wide receivers. Um, but he's a track star. He put up really good track numbers in high school. He's got really good speed. 
Um, he played played for Cal the past two years. Didn't do anything his freshman year. I believe he was injured for part of it. But then this past year, uh, really played well, and that was alongside um, Jeremiah Hunter, who's also pretty talented in his own right. Um, but I'm fairly confident he's going to lead UCLA this year. Uh, Chip Kelly offenses are are very good college offenses. Uh, and there is a ceiling there with Dante Moore at the helm, presumably that that is high. Um, and so there will very likely be passing yards to go around. Um, I think, I mean, Debbie wise, I don't know if he's in most people's top 75. If he comes back for his senior year after having a good junior year, like I think we could t- be talking like Roma Dunze sort of value, like a guy who's going in what, like the, the early third round of Debbie, Debbie drafts, uh, that sort of thing. Uh, and there's also the outcome that he's very good this year and he declares this year, uh, which is also, a, 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 I would say, a successful outcome um, at current value. All right, let's just move into our next segment here. Uh, Shane, you want to teach us something? Thanks, Shane. Uh, we appreciate that. Thanks for hopping in. Um let, let's just go right into our buys and sell and unknown stock. Uh, Nelly, you want to go first here? Um, sure. Who am I buying? I'm buying Aaron Rodgers on the NFL side. Uh, let's go NFL here. I think Aaron Rodgers has multiple years left. I think that I know that Aaron Rodgers has been a quarterback one in fantasy every year other than last year. And I know that, or I think that, depending on how you view it. He's a top five quarterback talent wise of all time. So I think it's more likely than not that he regresses back to being a top 12 quarterback in the league. Uh, and I think there's a pretty high ceiling for him this year. I think he's a good buy in, in dynasty because there's concern that his career is going to be over soon. But if he has a good year this year, I think he feels rejuvenated and will be around for a little bit while or for a little bit longer. Um, so I am buying him in Dynasty. Actually reminds me of another buy. Maybe I'll talk about it in, in my unknowns. Um, who am I selling? I will sell Sam Howell. I think that there's some hype. I think he's played well in the preseason. So some of that hype is warranted. But at the end of the day, he is a fourth-round rookie. Or sorry, fourth-round second-year quarterback in an uninspiring offense. Uh, and it's just it's such a bad bet to bet on day three quarterbacks. I love Sam Howell coming out, and then that draft capital just kind of killed everything. I'll cash in on the hype right now. Um, unknown. Actually, let's go Brock Purdy for unknown. I have no idea what to do with Brock Purdy. Uh, it seems now that he's going to be the starter. Kyle Shanahan loves him. I I don't know what this means short term. I don't. I have no grasp on how he's going to do this year i have no idea on a future projection with him like this is true it's usually with my unknowns i kind of have thoughts both ways i have no thoughts with brock purdy i have i have no idea i just saw brock purdy get traded in one of my home leagues a super flex league for rashad white in a 23 second i would take uh purdy there that's what i but it just kind of shows how kind of up in the air his value is right now. Yeah. Um, let's go into uh, my buys and sells here. Um, I'm going to keep shouting it from the rooftops. 
by my guy, Devontae Walker. Not worried about the news of the suspension. I think um, he's going to end up getting that overturned. Or, well, that he gets reinstated, I should say. Um, the reinstatement is instatement got pulled away. Should be reinstated. Should be fine. Um, he's going to smash for UNC. They need him. Uh, they need him badly on that football team. So I think he he is my buy. Uh, one sell I have right now. Um, this might seem a bit blasphemous, but I have to do it while Shane uh, is not on this podcast. And that's Brandon Innes. I think he ends up being the third wide receiver in the 26th class for Ohio State. I think Noah Rogers ends up overtaking him. There's a reason why he's already earned his taking it, got his black stripe taken away. Like he's a very, very good football player. Um, I think Brandon Innes ends up being the the odd man out um in that offense. Um so that kind of scares me a little bit. So he is my sell because I think you're getting some people that are really viewing him as kind of the next hot thing. He's gonna be turning 19 during the year like during the the football season um, so he's just kind of a little bit older than than some of the other options here um my unknown stock is aronda gadsden the second now i know shane's a very big fan of his um i i don't know what to make of him debbie wise i think obviously c2c i, I just drafted him at the one um the 115 in a 16-team league as the tight end one. Uh, I think he's absolutely going to smash. But the question is, at his current size, is that going to be listed as as a tight end going into the NFL? If so, his value is a little bit higher. It's kind of a flex or a move tight end. Um, if he ends up going back to wide receiver and get, having that designation as a wide receiver, I think that lowers his value. So... A bit curious to see kind of how that all shakes out for for Gadsden the second. Um, wish Shane was here to talk about him a little bit. I'm sure that uh, the Discord, which is completely free, that you can join at any time, uh, wherever you're listening to this podcast, click on description, click on the link, and you can join the Discord for free. Um, wherever you're, wherever you you do that, you'll see Shane um, definitely talking about Gadsden the second because uh, he's a very good player. I, I just don't know how he fits in long-term of, of Devi and, and how that's viewed with the NFL. So that's kind of my hindrance there. Uh, Nelly, any, any parting thoughts since Shane isn't here? Uh, this time next week, uh, football will have been played. So, I mean, hallelujah. So exciting. Uh, I, what they say, this is the uh, first Saturday. This will be the first Saturday of 16 or 17 Saturdays with football, college football on every week. Something like that. Um, we're very excited. Uh, yeah. We're going to have actual football to talk about, which is is very fun, um, not just speculation. So uh, we're, we're very excited for that moment. Yeah, and is also, by the way, uh, the best time to be in the Discord. Like during yes. games, talking about football, after games, recapping football. Um, it, it's a good time. Especially if you're in CFF and you are having trouble setting lineups. Uh, we will help you through that for free. Um, that's in the free part of our Discord. So um, we will certainly 
help you out there. But um, on behalf of Nelly and myself and the absent Shane, uh, thanks so much for supporting the Devin Marketplace. Uh, and we appreciate every single one of you. Hop in that Discord and let's talk about some fun.